Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are, a little bit of an impromptu podcast. It's just myself, but I do have a little bit of a special guest for you guys as well. This one's just going out on the premiere pre-record. We don't do many of these anymore, so I thought I'd do this one for you as JG is not with us today. But don't you worry about it. You've got me, and uh, surely that's good enough. (laughs) So... Uh, I, well, I just wanted to update you guys. I've uh, had the vaccine today, so that's a, always a positive uh, outlook on things. So hopefully life will be getting a little bit back to normal. One, well, I'd say scary thing which happened during my vaccine, though, which was a little bit concerning. Um, I was sat there waiting for the next, well, to be the next person on my station. Uh, the guy in front of me, uh, I was getting the Pfizer vaccine, just in case anyone's uh, wondering. Uh, the guy in front of me, he had some bad side effects to it. He actually collapsed uh, before I was due to go and get my one after him. Uh, yeah, and they had to pull some screens over, had to get the defibrillators out and uh, get him going again. Pretty scary stuff, needless to say. Uh, I wasn't too keen on getting my vaccine after that, but I did still go and get it done. Luckily, afterwards, there was no side effects and I was able to drive back home. Here we are. Obviously, there has been some tennis today. We have Cam Norrie. His one has been rain delayed, postponed until tomorrow. Uh, That one is against Anders Rondanek, and that is a quarterfinal matchup. Uh, It's one set all at the moment. Cam Norrie, well, he... He started well. He might be happy with the break. Ryan Neck was coming back into it. The winner of that match will play Karen Hachinov. 
and the other semi-final, a massive matchup. That is going to be Stefanos Tsitsipas versus Lorenzo Musetti. So that's going to be a real hot semi-final. Make sure you guys tune in for that one. I will try and cover that one live tomorrow. Well, there's been so many new faces and new people in the Discord, in the live chat. I think now's a good time to announce that we have launched our own Patreon. If you want to support GTL and sign up to our Patreon, we'll be really appreciative. And there are some different levels in there for you to sign up with. We've got Challenger level, Master level, we've got Grand Slam level, and we've got Goat level. And each of them have different individual perks so make sure you go on the link in the description check that out if you are listening on spotify apple podcasts then just go to patreon.com forward slash game to love it's an exciting time for gtl but without further ado i think we better kick off the interview with steven from the slice tennis say welcome uh, once again it's been a long time the game to love podcast welcomes back steve from the slice tennis welcome back buddy how are you doing ben it's good to be here i'm doing really well i'm uh excited for the french open coming up yes mate yes yeah we're seeing we might see history we might see rafael nadal break the record uh for most grand slams which would be pretty crazy Indeed, mate. I think this is the first time I've spoken to you when I haven't had a beer in my hand as well. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the vaccine today, I've been uh, being a bit wary of it. So, uh, yeah, fair. Indeed. Yeah, but the, one of the reasons I brought you on today, uh, talk about one guy in question, the sort of the topic of this podcast, which is Dominic Team's bad form on clay. And it continues. Uh, a bit of a bizarre 2021 for him this year. Uh, what have yeah. you made of it so far? Yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to like put a finger on it because to me, it's like he's he's come back and he's kind of expressed that he lost a bit of motivation after winning the US Open. And, you know, that's honestly fair enough. It's it, I can understand that. And then he, I guess he came back in Madrid was his first tournament or yeah, Barcelona so. maybe, but... Yeah, he just hasn't looked like his best peak form, but you can almost kind of forget what it is like because most of now his big successes have come on hard court. So it's uh, yeah. one thing I saw today was right before the US Open, he lost in the first round to Phil Kranovich, I think, at Cincinnati, and then yep. won the US Open, right? <laughs> and people are speculating if he just like threw the match versus Nori because he didn't want to, uh. he wanted to rest. But I don't really buy that because I, I don't think competitors, athletes like that actually. That wouldn't be a good tactic, right? Like he's gonna have a week yeah, yeah. off anyways between then and the French because it got pushed back. Yep. So I don't know. I still, it's like it's kind of like the the Djokovic and Nadal thing. Like, yeah, they lost. Like Djokovic hasn't won a, hasn't won a tournament on clay. He might win Belgrade, but that's like basically a challenger event. Like the um, but he's still gonna show up to French Open. I'm gonna back him in any single match except for against Nadal, right? Like, yeah, it's just the five set thing. I'm gonna back Dominic Team against anyone because he's a He's a monster, but he, it is concerning to see a little bit. I think he's just trying to get his level back. Like he'll be up in a match and he'll start finally start winning. And then he'll start to get more frustrated almost with himself. He's kind of like, man, why hasn't this been there all along? Like, what am I doing? And then he looks then he'll visibly lose. frustrated, doesn't he? All the time on court, you see this like, oh, oh, and he's just like looking 
like everything's wrong. Even when it's he plays a good shot, he still looks. Oh, he's like moping around the court, pulling these weird faces. It's not yeah. the same Dominic team that we're used to seeing. With the backhand's not there really at the moment. It's a bit of a worry. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's just time on court. He needs. I think if you can get through the first few rounds of the French Open without a problem, I think we'll see Dominic team of old and. You know, maybe he'll have more gas in the tank than a guy like Rafa, who's played played more tennis in those last few weeks. And yeah, I don't know. But right now, like, would you put him as a favorite ahead of Sitsipas or Zverev? No, no, no yeah, probably. I, it's hard to. I wouldn't even put him above Cam Norrie right now because Cam <laughs> Norrie is on a stormer on clay this year. He's it's only true. lost, uh, I think, three matches: Ramos, Nadal, and Fakina. Yeah, he's playing What's super happened? well. What's happened to Cam Norrie? He suddenly turned to a clay quarter. I know. It's like not the guy that I would even think that would be good on clay with his with his pretty flat backhand. But he's <laughs> to be honest, he's got a pretty nice forehand and he's got that a good whip action on it. So it kind of makes Very. sense that that's good. Um and it can stay down in the court. Um but yeah, who knows? Some guys are just showing up, like Dan Evans, even like it's a British takeover on clay. Yeah. Like he <laughs> takes out Djokovic in an amazing style. Like Djokovic wasn't even playing that bad in that match. Wow. He was straight on. up I, beat him. He wasn't I, his best. I know that like, you're a bigger Dan Evans fan than what we are, I think, mate. Uh, this is I the thing. So. Yeah, he, I think Djokovic had about 45 unforced errors in that match. So that's I don't true. Think it was, so it was pretty, it was pretty trash from Djokovic. I guess my point is I've seen Djokovic win a lot of matches where he's played bad like that. And, uh, Evans could have easily yeah. lost it, but he like, oh, stepped yeah. up and won it. Definitely. Uh, I think the last two matches are the sort of key ones for Dominic team. I mean, obviously, Zverev won in Madrid, so you'd think, well, Zverev's pretty unplayable at times on that, yeah. that Madrid surface. But yeah. then he struggled past Martin Fuchsovic. Remember, he lost the first set, and then I think Martin just fell apart in the last set, got bageled. Yeah. Um, and then Sonego pretty much pieced him up i think uh, and uh took him well deep and that was not where dominic team wanted to be it was one of those ones which was he would normally close it out yeah but then sonego had the whole, whole crowd on his side and even when the crowd left you thought oh dominic team will take over now no yeah well he, team, won. he won team won that one in, in a tiebreaker in the third set and team had like i think he was like up five four in the tiebreaker or something like he was and then or five, three or something, and then I think Senego just went on a yeah. run and won four points straight and just like ended it off. Like it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy to not watch. Like you always think the better players are gonna find a way to just get it done, but you saw that with Federer even in Geneva. Yep. He he was like up four two, I guess four three really, and then it was just over all of a sudden. Like it was just like, no, it was bizarre. I liked I liked your uh, post on. On Instagram, where you said that Andahar is, uh, he just likes six fours against Swiss Swiss opposition. I yeah, didn't even realize. Yeah, it was crazy. That Stricker, he was looking pretty good, but yeah, he's young. I think he's only like seventeen. He'll he's he's going to be good. Yeah, very really good. A lot of power uh, in his forehand. So yeah, I'm surprised because he's only really looked good from when I've been sort of saw him about six months ago, and he was looking really good on indoor hard court uh, on the mm. Challenger Tour. Yeah, uh, wasn't sure if he'd be able to transfer it over to the clay. Looks really good actually on the clay. Yeah, so maybe that's his surface. Maybe I don't know. I think a lot of these players, especially the Europeans, are pretty good on the clay because they guess I don't know. You're over in Europe, but I think there's a lot not of clay fresh. there. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, none in England. Yeah, what? not there as much. I think, but like 
Federer like says he grew up on that clay, right? From being from Switzerland. So look. yeah, yeah. It was also funny how small that court was in Geneva. Like I've Federer playing on a center court, and that, there's maximum like 100 <laughs> people there. Like that is crazy. Like it was. You never see that small of an arena for for him, especially. I know it was a and it was an interesting spectacle, wasn't it? Because there yeah. was very little applause, and when any time Andahar won a point, there was no applause, which <laughs> was very very strange to see. Yeah. They didn't want to give him even a chance. No. Uh, what did you make of Rogers' performance in that match? Yeah, it's it's uh, it it, it looked like probably less rusty than in Doha, especially at the beginning, like when he beat Dan Evans, it looked like he was just shanking so many balls. And like, that's what you expect yeah. from Federer when he's coming back, right? Cause he plays with such aggression and fine margins for it. He's not like spinning balls in the court. So he, um, he looked bad in the first set. I think he only had like 38% first serves in the whole first set. So yeah, basically just good. feeding it in there, but then he looked good in the second set and the third set, he went up a break and I was like, yeah, this, this is good. He's going to win this match. Uh, but it's like you forget that it's it's there's no there's no freebies on the AP tour like Anduhar you like look past them but great clay court player top oh, 100 great. yep he's sm- and so he just got uh, you know Federer on those last two games got a couple got a little tight I think and Anduhar just ripped some returns and got a couple shanks and then it was over like it was just like it's I think we forget how because the big three guys just win so common like so often and we we think it's easy for them to just get over the line but it's like that's why the, the records are, and the, the streaks that they've been on are so crazy because it's actually not easy to win ever. Like it's no, no one's so just good. letting them win, but you kind of, it almost <laughs> looks like they are sometimes because it's so dominant. Right. But yeah. Federer obviously coming back is, is super vulnerable. And he talked about how he didn't feel good out there. And, you know, obviously you could, you, you can tell being a long time Federer watcher, you can tell he's not moving good. I mean, he's 40, so I, I don't expect him to move good, but like when he's hitting open stance backhands, He's not playing like he's just yeah, he's yeah. he's practicing basically like he's just not get playing. Um, I mean, unless he's like super defensive, but when it's just too fast for him and he's just not getting his feet there, he just hits it with the open stance, and then he can still win matches like that. But it's just like that's not where he's at his full level. Like when you think back to 2017, he was just fo- he looked so good moving, and he was like coming over the backhand and doing damage. And but you realize that's four years ago. So yeah. that's like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly crazy. right. So he's had two knee surgeries very recently, and it's got to be tough to come back from that if you're under 30. If you're totally. now nearing 40, it must be near on impossible. But do you reckon he can get back to say, well, I know he's in the top 10 right now. It's going to be tough to to hang in there, I think, this year. Do you think he's going to be able to? Yeah, I don't know. I like as I said, like he he has to just play. Like I I would I would have loved to see him to pop into like Parma, like the Italian, like the Italy two fifty, just play a few matches there. You know, I put I put I put fifty bucks on Federer winning the Geneva Open just because I just believe he can. They, <laughs> any of those guys can just step in there and win matches. But like he, that's what he needs is to have actual reps. Like he's kind of explaining that practicing is not this doing even practice sets against these top players. That's good, but it's not the same as a match and uh yeah, yeah. so i don't i don't understand what would be the downside of playing parma i don't think he will but or belgrade i can't see him doing that because i don't think he i don't think he loves the Djokovic family and they're they're uh, <laughs> running that tournament basically so he's gonna rock up to the french open and like you know he could lose first round he could make it few, through a few, few matches but if he's preparing for wimbledon like he says he is 
I can't see playing three or four matches at Parma and then a few at the French Open as a bad thing. It's just like you're yeah. not going to wear wear yourself out. Maybe we get him in the UTS. In the, <laughs> Maybe that that's would be the, crazy. I'd like to see him in that. I don't know. I don't know if. Well, I mean, I know Muradoglu comes from a billionaire family, so they got the money for the entrance fee. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be, a, that'd be a big package. It would. I'd be interesting to find out what his nickname would be as well. Yeah. What would, the, the maestro hopefully, or something. hopefully just the goat. <laughs> hopefully just the goat. That's what it should say. That's what you. Yeah. I know you would love that. I know <laughs> there was a in the slice version of UTS. We know what name he would have. That's for totally, sure. 100%. Well, yeah, I think uh, he's been very good with his uh, the way that he's come across after the loss. It's, I mean, he's a scholar of uh, words, isn't he? And he just he doesn't build himself up. He's just been very honest and just said, look. I'm 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 not expecting to win really in that for the first yeah. match back on clay. Uh, it would have been nice, but I'm just gonna have to try my best. I'm not even focused on the French Open. He's being honest about that. He doesn't think he's gonna do well in that. So yeah. at least he's honest about it. Which uh, some other players, at least it doesn't allow the media to jump on top of him. I think he's trying to counter it. Yeah, like yeah, he's he's always. I think he's always been pretty honest. And like when he's playing well, he just kind of says like the facts. And he, he'll even he'll downplay when he's playing well, but it he doesn't seem to downplay it when he's playing bad. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he said he just knew his limitations out there. And I think if you're a pro tennis player of that caliber, it's like if you if you aren't sure about what's going to happen when you're hitting a ball, it's like you just don't feel like you can win a tennis match at that level. So yeah, you know, he he almost won it. He had he he probably should have won that match and. that's just he can get there with the level of skill that he has same as like Nadal or Djokovic on an off day they're still probably the favorite but you know it leaves you open and uh, yeah it'll be interesting I just wish he would play more like I want to see him play it's like if you're a tennis fan I can't yeah you're not wanting to watch him play more so it's uh I guess we'll have to wait till the French Open probably or he might do a surprise entry into Parma but that's not really his style so I don't know See. Well, I was sort of get, getting the blame for him going out of the tournament from a lot of the, the people in the live chat while the match was going on because it was 4-2 up and I said, well, this match is done and dusted. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I know, I, I did the unthinkable and jinxed him into yeah. losing the next four games, unfortunately. Well, well he was 4-2 so. up, but then at 4-2, Andujar's serving, right? So he holds serve and that's 4-3 and that's actually a pretty close match. But I said it. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said this is this game's done and dusted. All good, man. I know. All good. I, I feel bad for him. I feel like I should send him a message and apologize personally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll get to him. <laughs> and well, yeah, exactly. I'll get through about ten PA personal assistants, and then yeah. it might, might reach some inbox somewhere. There, but I doubt it. But yeah. Dominic Team, back to this guy. <sighs> I'm a little bit worried for him, to be honest, because we all know his main tournament that is the French Open, or well, it used to be. It might, yeah. might not be anymore. Uh, yeah. He might be now a a hardcore player, but I'm I'm a bit worried for him entering this tournament, considering he's in very. I wouldn't even say even close to his top level of tennis at the moment, and I think a lot of people could beat him. I think if he meets someone like a Fakina. A or Nori, Kasparud, definitely. Uh, Karatsev, <laughs> definitely. Karatsev, <laughs> your guy. Man, I, you guys' interview with Karatsev right before the Australian Open is so mint. I don't know how many views it has yet, but it's like, it's preposterous that it doesn't have like 50,000 views. Like, I, it, mate, I know. It's it, insane. Like, that is so cool. Like, I mean, 
I'm sure you would say that you you didn't expect him to get to the semifinals of that tournament, but like um, now he's just like a household name, top twenty guy. Yeah, and looks incredible when he yeah. steps when he's playing his best tennis on the court. There's, I don't think there's anyone who can stop him, which is the crazy no like. Thing. I put money on him to beat Djokovic in, in Serbia. I won like halfway through the first set because I was like, Djokovic isn't playing his best and Kratsev is. And at that point, Kratsev is old enough and he has enough experience that he's not just yep. going to let Djokovic mentally break him. Like you always, you always see it with Sitsipas and Zverev now. It's like they're clearly the, having a, the better game on the day. Yes. Then like Nadal or Djokovic will like make them beat themselves and then they'll just like win. But like Kratsev is because he's got that experience I, he has that part of his game too where he's got he's obviously got the shots but he's got like just kind of the mental stamina to 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 roll with these guys which is cool he's do or die that guy he just it's it, it doesn't matter if he loses it seems he will just go for it 100 percent every shot and if he misses then he's going out he's having a great time he's yeah. <laughs> earning so much money now from every oh tournament gosh, yeah it's crazy like when he was playing Djokovic in 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 uh serbia it was like he he said it was like the craziest i'm sure djokovic has never had a match where he's converted less percentage of break points like he had like yeah. 24 points that he didn't convert and krasov as i'm sure you watched it he was just like he would play a tentative point to get him break point down and then he would just go lights out and like hit a winner <laughs> off the line like every time it was unbelievable that's why he's uh well my favorite player this year for sure um yeah. just to watch just because when he starts putting it together, there's just for me, there's no one who can stop him. I think obviously yeah. someone like Riley Opelka can serve him off the court, but if he gets into a rally and he's hitting the ball clean, it's scary off both wings as well. It's not. I don't think there's anyone Sinner. You saw him; he bageled Sinner in the first set. Sinner didn't know what to hit him. Yeah, uh, until he finally came back into it. When Karatsev's level drops, you have to go at him yeah. because he's a front foot player and he yeah. doesn't like playing on that back foot and if you start dictating the rallies yeah he doesn't like it and that's yeah. when he starts losing and you saw Sinner he really came out after the rain delay and put it on him really yeah. really tough so well played to him but he's totally. out now as well yeah <laughs> I love I love Karatsa's backhand up the lines it's very Djokovic-esque right like yeah. but it's it's almost like more compact and it's just like a it's kind of like there's less margin in it. It's more flat. It's I think it's flatter than Djokovic's, yeah, which yeah. is why I could probably break down more easily. But it's just so sweet when he hits it. Like it's just like, it's like a knockout punch. It's just never. It's just pink. Yeah, I like the cross court, the the crafty angled short backhand that he whips like just inside the yeah. serve. It's crazy. So would you say it's almost like a Murray kind of form to it as well? It's like pretty straight up and down. Yeah, but like, I know what you mean. He, yeah. he would make these sort of in the middle of a big powerful rally suddenly just whips this little crafty one inside the service box and it has him like sprint into the, the angle yeah. and then he just opens the court and he comes yeah. in boom, just puts him normally a drive volley he doesn't do normal volleys yeah, he, <laughs> Always. Just, he just takes it he's like we gotta end this now like i need to get out of this rally exactly another guy i want to speak to you about because i'm very concerned about this guy it's one of jg's absolute favorites but he's on a four-match losing skid at the moment, and it's not like him uh, on clay. It's Diego Schwartzman, and something this yeah. year. What's he was in the ATP finals at the back end of last year. He yeah. had an incredible run on even on both surfaces, hard and clay, and now a shadow of his former self. It seems. Yeah. One thing I I've, I've realized, and, and you know, because I don't have that much experience. I don't have any experience 
playing on the pro tour or like even like coaching on it. But my, my friend Temba McCurdy, who's he's coached pros for a while, and he says, like, you know, you look at a guy like Schwartzman who's lost four in a row, it could be, or a team who's not having his best form, it could be that they're struggling in a rut, or it could just be that they lost four matches, you know, back to back to back to top players in the world. And they just, you can just come up against the guy when you don't have your best and they're playing really good and then you just lose. And it and it doesn't always have to mean as much as it might look. Like it doesn't, you know, for like maybe for like a guy like Nadal, if he's losing the first round to like nobody's, yeah, that's that's weird. But like Yeah. You know, even like it, even like Djokovic, I don't think it's gonna mean that much when he gets to the to the French Open that he's lost to like Karatsev, Dan Evans, you know, who no. Nadal um who else did he lose to? It won't matter. And Schwartzman, obviously, it's. I think he's just come up against good players. He doesn't have those big weapons, so he has to play like a super good match to win them, anyways. And that's you know he's done so well, in my opinion, to get to be like the consistent top ten, top to fifteen guy where he is now. But I don't know. It's if he goes out first round at the French Open, yeah, it's like that's a bit of a shock. Like that's a horrible clay season for him. But I can see it happening though. That's the thing. If he comes yeah. up against a power hitter, which seems to be like you've alluded to there, and people he's lost to, Karatsev, Felix Ozia, Aliasim, uh Gasquet's his latest defeat as well. Uh Kasper Rude was one of his other ones. Karenia yeah. Buster. It's sort of uh, uh, Sebastian Corda, no, Corda was on. Uh, apologies, Corda was on hardcore. I would let him off that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to me, like I don't know, a guy like Schwartzman, the fact that he even like wins so many matches is always kind of mind blowing yeah. to me. I just don't understand how you can be that small and get that done. It's amazing. It's just crazy. Amazing. Like when he beat Nadal last year at Rome, I was like, couldn't believe my eyes. It gives hope i think to every other tennis player out there who thinks when they're growing up and then they're playing tennis and they're they're playing against these massive like kids who are massive servers yeah yeah you can do it as well look this guy's top 10 top at nine or something in the world yeah uh, so if he can do it i think anyone it's all about consistency and that's the name of his game is consistency if he's yeah. playing consistent consistently well but he needs the opposition to not be playing fully well for the whole match because his his level stays like that, yeah. whereas their level tends to go up, down, up, down. If they're yeah. having more downs than they are up, Schwartzman's got you. Yeah, totally. But if and it, that's what I kind of mean. It's like if he just comes up against hot players, right, who are yep. playing well, and he doesn't have his best game. It's not like the the goats where like if they don't have the best game, they're still probably going to win. Like if he doesn't have his best game, he's probably not going to win. So he's to me, it's like <laughs> it's such a. Uh, it's such a crazy amount of focus that he needs to have to like keep hitting those quality shots, keeping balls deep, like hitting his backhands above his head. Like that's just so yeah, hard yeah. to do consistently. Oh, and crazy, yeah. Like when you got these big kick uh, shots off people like Rafa that leaps up, I don't know how he gets like, to some of these serves off people uh, like Opelka or people like that who he has to play. It's crazy. How does he get the ball back? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it is wild. It is absolutely crazy genius uh i just want to get your love before we go or before i let you go just want to get your take on obviously the two tournaments and the atp that are going on at the moment we've got a final tomorrow we've got casper yeah. rude versus one of your guys dennis shapovalov that's he's right made, well done he's looking good on the clay chapeau these days yeah he's had a bad year but he you know he 
he let it go against Nadal. He almost took him out in Rome, right? So no. that was I. I only tuned in at the at the very end of that match, and it was a tiebreaker. And it was kind of a toss up, but I didn't realize that he was serving for the match. I think twice before that. I know. Shaky, shaky. I know. So that's uh, that shows how good his level is, though, right? Because Nadal yep. obviously was playing pretty good in that match, and he was bettering him for the most of that match. So yep. he's getting his form back. He's streaky player, as we all know, but. Uh, you know, when you're just comparing the top level of Casper Ruud to the top level of Shapovalov, I think Shapovalov is quite a bit higher. Um, but, you know, Casper Ruud, I saw his best level, I think, in uh, in Rome for a few matches there, and that was pretty good. So Very good. we'll yeah. see. Uh, that's a uh, that's a must-watch if you're a tennis fan, for sure. Oh, for sure, and it's uh, Shapovalov is the underdog in that, if in case anybody's wanting to The bet betting on. underdog? Yeah, the betting underdog. Ooh, I, might, so. I might have to back him there. <laughs> I'd have to okay. test the market. Why not? Uh, the other match, uh, obviously, we've got Cam Norrie's one set all at the moment with uh, Anders Reindeneck from France, yeah, yeah. the young Frenchman. Um, yeah. He's had a great tournament, knocked yeah, out Sinner. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Norrie manages to get that done, continues his amazing clay court form and gets to another clay court final. Uh, yeah. He lost the last one to Ramos. Yep. The other, the semi final that he's going to be playing tomorrow is Lorenzo Massetti. Is playing Stefano Tsitsipas again, but this time on clay. That is just such a beautiful matchup. That yeah. that has got to get that's got to get the juices flowing if you're a tennis fan. Like Setti versus Tsitsipas, just if that's like if that's the future of tennis, it, it somehow it's like you you know with they always talked about the big baseline hitters and grinders, and tennis is going to become like a baseline and smashing fest. It's like well, if we got guys like Musetti, Tsitsipas in the mix for now, like that's. It's almost like more crafty than it's been the last few years with like <laughs> yeah. Murray and Nishikori and guys like that. Not saying that they're bad, but I just love the styles of Musetti and Sitsipas, the one-handed backhands. And uh, yeah, I think whoever's winning that match is probably winning the tournament. But, uh, Musetti, but, a very large underdog in that matchup, just fair. so everyone knows. I think that's fair, though. Sitsipas yeah. looked amazing this year. Sitsipas could do... I think, I think I'm very interested for the French Open. I think Sitsipas has a real shot this year. Yep. Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't give him... He'd obviously be the underdog versus Djokovic or Nadal, but he could beat both of them on that on that surface, I think, in, well, in five sets. He came very close to beating Nadal in Barcelona. He came, he actually mm -hmm. came back from two sets down to beat him in Australia. Yeah. Uh, he can nearly came back from two sets down to beat Djokovic, but got injured in the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's I mean. right there. It's, there. it's, just, it's mental, there. it's mental toughness now. That's all it is. It's belief. It's just like getting it done. And uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be another test. Maybe keep his dad uh, away from the sidelines. Yeah, I feel like, like that's got to change at some point. Like, <laughs> it's just, like his, I think his dad's a great guy. Like, I love the family, but it's like it's got to be weird to to have that in your box. Yeah, definitely is, mate. Uh, yeah. Well, how do you reckon that one's going to go? Who's your winner? So, who's your winner for Geneva? Your winner for Leon? Let's let's hear the yeah. The winner winner for Geneva. Sit or Shapovalov going with them. Um, <laughs> He's like, you know, the altitude, it's a pie in Switzerland, the ball flies. His, if he's if he's got there, he's already playing well, so I think he'll, he'll get it done. And I I'm just think same. he's got got more firepower. You're the same? I, I had it pre-tournament. I picked Shapovalov to win the tournament. So I'm... That's, that's, that's looking pretty good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I yeah. can finally get a prediction right. I've had so many wrong over the past <laughs> few months. So this is going to be hopefully put me in good stead for the french open and for the That's other tournament stuff. yeah i'm i'm taking sits a pass like i don't know how you bet against them from here on out yeah i think wonder what the out 
gone. Yeah, I so. wonder what the outright would be for him to win the, the tournament at this point. It probably wouldn't ah, be that high. Terrible, terrible, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the last time he played Massetti, I think he just wanted to school him. When Massetti looked great in, where was it, Acapulco? I think it was Acapulco, yeah. Yeah, and he just came on court and just absolutely blitzed him in two sets. Yeah, I think he breadsticked him. him in one of them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah. Uh, I could, You could see the same again, I think, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be quick. It could be a battle, but I think since past, definitely I'm backing him. Indeed, mate. Well, anyway, I don't want to keep you any longer. I really appreciate right you on. coming on, filling in for JG while he's filling off, in for JG. Where is he slacking? Off, off partying as always. You know, he's like oh, he can't, these youngsters these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's good anyway. stuff, man. I know, well, mate. hopefully, let's chat maybe during the the French Open, and uh, I'll definitely. be looking forward to your content. I love your live streams, so. Keep up the good work, guys, on the game to love. We love the the slice loves the game to love. Mate, indeed. And uh, we love the slice tennis. If you haven't checked out the slice tennis, go and type it into YouTube. We'll pop a link in the description below. Uh, Some amazing stuff. Always finger on the pulse with Steve from Slice Tennis. Appreciate Uh, appreciate it, it, man. Thanks. See you later. Great to have Stephen from the Slice Tennis on. As I said before, go check out his channel. It's really good stuff on there. Uh, link will be in the description below. Uh, make sure you join myself, uh, possibly JG as well. Tomorrow, we'll try and cover some matches. Just keep your eye on the Discord. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Hit the bell to get those notifications, though. So when we go live. I'll try my best to cover Sitipas versus Massetti tomorrow. I think that one is going to be a barn burner. For now, it's over and out. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.